The following message is from Axe Church in Leander, Texas. More information about Axe can be found at axechurchleander.com. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white, seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was him. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the good news. I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he said these things to her. Thank you, Ella. So that account of uh, Mary coming to the tomb and from her perspective, all hope has been lost. Yes, Jesus had told her and all of them what the plan was, but like so many of us, even though God says the storms are going to come, there are going to be challenges, there are going to be pitfalls, times where the world is dark. Like we know it's coming, but then when it comes, in the moment, there's that sense of hopelessness. And that, that's where Mary is. Her Messiah, the one that she was trusting in, the one who she had seen do miracle after miracle after miracle, from her perspective, the world had gone dark. He'd lost. She still shows up. She still wants to honor him, but she's mourning. And I think for all of us, when we're mourning like that, when the world is dark, when the storms are here, and we're just looking around, and we're like, God, what's happening? We, we don't think straight. And that's kind of what's happening here, right? She's thinking, is this a gardener? Like, she's just trying to fill in the gaps. And the beautiful thing about this story is Jesus had already filled in the gaps. Jesus had already been bringing the dawn, the new light, and so he meets her there. And he asked, what's wrong? She said, well, have you taken him? I I still want to fix this. And Jesus turns to her and says, Mary, it's already fixed. It's already good. It's Easter Sunday. This is a time to celebrate. This is a time that, yes, even though the darkness was coming, even though he told us it was coming, the light always follows it. The morning is always around the bend. Again, I think this morning of all Easter's, right, where we're already sheltering in place and all of a sudden the sirens are going off and our phones are going off and we're wondering, are we going to be okay? We're like Mary in that moment and then the sun comes out and it's Easter morning. And again, we remember that we have a God who is fighting for us and who fought for us and who lives for us because it was always the plan. It's always God's plan A. Even when, from our perspective, the world is falling apart, the storms are raging, he comes to us and he says, guys, I'm here, and I'm filling in all the gaps for you. You're not alone. And not only are we not alone, but we are allowed to go to God, and we are allowed to bring to him the challenges and the struggles. And so we're going to go into a time of prayer. And how we've been doing this is we pray over specific areas, whether it's medical staff or teachers or those who have been sick, either by the coronavirus or something else, and we spend time praying over those. But then we leave space open for you to be able to actually type in your comments, type in your prayer requests of who you want to pray for. 
Again, we've got one of our elders, Drew, who's going to be watching each of those prayer requests comes in. And in live time, he is going to be praying for you and letting you know that he prayed for you or for your family. Not only are those prayer requests, but then we take whatever prayers we get in the comments, and then on Wednesday morning, our prayer team prays for them by name. So you know that you're not alone because we have a God who graciously invites us into a relationship that even when we are in dark times, we pray in confidence knowing that the sun, the light is coming. And so we are going to go into a time of prayer. Uh, AJ is going to be leading us in that. Uh, And so we invite you now uh, to pray with us as we pray with the church. Yeah. Also, during this time, there's going to be an interactive portion where I say, Father, in your mercy, and then we'll respond with, hear Hear our our prayer. prayer. So with that being said, Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your son, Jesus, who's willing to go to the cross to die a death that that he didn't deserve, that we deserve, God, and he took our place and rose on the third day, Lord, to have victory over death, over the devil, and over the world, God. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to be able to gather together, Lord, online to celebrate the risen Christ. And so, Father, help us to stay focused on your son, to be reminded of that promise that, that he's coming back again, God, and he's going to make all things right. So, Father, in your mercy, hear, hear our, our prayers. prayers. Father, we lift up to you all the doctors and nurses and technicians that are working 60, 90 hours a week, Lord, to care for people who, who have been sick with COVID, for other illnesses, And so, God, we ask that you would give them a time of rest, have time to maybe be with their families, Lord. We pray that you would continue to comfort them and give them the hope of the resurrection that we have in Christ. Father, in your mercy, hear our our prayers. prayers. Lord, we lift up to you all those who have been sick with COVID-19, Lord, for those that are hospitalized, for those that are quarantined at home, for those of them that may not have any symptoms showing, God, that you would continue to be the great physician as you always are and care for them. Lord, and continue to bring them hope that they can make it out alive, Lord, and that you would continue to be with their families as they go through this painful process, Lord. Father, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Father, we lift up to you all of our our teachers that are teaching our students, Lord, that spend the time each and every week to prepare lessons, to be online, to do uh, student teaching, Lord. And uh, God, this is not an easy process for them. This might be uh, stressful and give some anxiety. So, Lord, we ask for, for peace among teachers and among the staff as they continue to minister and to, to love our students, Lord, and uh, continue to care for their own families as well. Father, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we lift up to you all the families that um, are quarantined, Lord, that are sheltered. Lord, there might be some fear. There might be some anxiety, maybe some struggle at home. And so, God, I ask that you you would just be among all those families, Lord, that your spirit would dwell among those families, give them a sense of peace as they're being quarantined, and would just remind them that you are their father, that you care for them, that you provide for them, and that you provided for us the ultimate sacrifice through Jesus. Father, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we lift up to you all the prayers that are going on on the comments right now, Lord. Lord, I pray that you be with all of our people at Acts, Lord, everyone that's listening in, Lord, that they would continue to receive that hope in the resurrection, that they would continue to know you as Father and as Lord and Savior. Father, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father, we lift all these prayers up to you and all the prayers that are in our hearts and in our minds, Lord, all the unspoken prayers. 
all the struggles, all the, the issues that we might have, all the deep things that we might have in our hearts, Lord. Even as we pray the prayer that you taught us to pray, our okay. Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Beautiful. Uh, we are now going to go into our next reading. It's going to be Luke 24. Uh, and so we invite you guys to listen to that with us as we go. Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. But they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them named Cleopas asked him, are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? He said to them, how foolish you are and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did you not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them, what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he was going farther. But they urged him strongly, stay with us, for it is nearly even, evening, the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him. He disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scripture to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. Then There they found the eleven and those with them assembled together. Thank you, Lizzie. So we're continuing on in Easter, kind of throughout the day. And what's happening here is his uh, disciples are spreading. They're kind of... Uh, downtrodden, their hero has left, and so now they're at, after the Sabbath. Uh, they're allowed to move again, uh, and so two of his disciples are on the way to Emmaus, and they're heading out there, and they're just kind of mourning the loss of Jesus, and Jesus kind of shows up miraculously, kind of hiding, right, and he doesn't tell them who they are, but he asks, hey, what's going on? And again, downtrodden, they're hopeless at this point. They're like, you haven't heard what's been happening in the city? We just, we just killed the Messiah, the one who was supposed to redeem us. We had put all our hope in them, right? And again, this is the same Jesus who had spent months before walking them through exactly what was going to happen, right? At this point, he's almost playing with them. He's like, dude, how foolish are you guys? Didn't you guys read scripture? And then what happens is, I swear to you, what has to be the best Bible study in the history of Bible studies. It says, starting from Moses, which is Genesis, right? So Moses writes the first five books of the Bible. So starting from the very beginning, all the way through the prophets, which is the end of the Old Testament, Jesus walks these two guys through all the scripture that had pointed to who the Messiah was going to be and what the Messiah was going to have to do to redeem and rescue the world, 
right? And so they take this really long journey, and Jesus is just opening up the scriptures to them. And again, as a pastor, I'm almost jealous at this point, because I would love to be a part of that Bible study. I would love to be a part of Jesus walking through all the different scriptures of how God's massive, epic plan to redeem the world had been littered throughout Genesis 3 and Genesis 12 with Abraham, and through David, and through the prophets, this promise that we had a God who was going to come and rescue us, but he was going to rescue us through sacrifice. He was going to rescue us through humility, not through power. He was going to rescue us through love, not through judgment. And so he opens up the scriptures to them, and he says, guys, this was always the plan. They get to the home where they were staying. He eats bread with them. He breaks bread. Their hearts are stirred, and then he disappears. They realize who he was, and they're like, we got to get back to the rest of our disciples. We got to get back to the rest of our brothers and let them know this plan, this magnificent, grand adventure, this grand Messiah who had conquered death, who had risen back to life, and was now fighting to give that life, not just to his disciples, but to the entire world. That's what happens on Easter. The plan is revealed. The plan is certified. And then he starts to hand that plan off to his disciples. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Acts Church in Leander, Texas. Feel free to share this message with others and stay connected with us at actschurchleander.com.